listening to 27 Talks Podcast. Step into the world of hair. We've got ideas and stories to share. Supporting salon culture and life. We'll provide the education. One talk at a time. Amber sits down with educator and hair icon, Sam Villa. Well, hi, and thank you so much for joining this episode of 27 Talks. Today, I am so beyond excited, a little nervous, but so excited that I have the most incredible guest today, someone who's been in our industry for over 30 years, who is making changes every day that he's worked behind the chair and inspiring everybody that is part of this community that we're all in doing here. Uh, he's an educator, a platform artist, a massive award winner. I mean, Naha Lifetime Achievement winner, co-creator of his own company, Sam Via and Global Artistic Ambassador for Red Pin. I am beyond excited to introduce Mr. Sam Via. Thank you so much for being with me today. Welcome. Amber, it is a pleasure and a joy to be with you. And thank you for what you are doing for the hairdressing community, which is sharing your passion. So thank you for the opportunity today. Well, I am so beyond grateful. And I've been such an inspired list by you for so many years and this opportunity is fantastic and your ability to teach and your ability to connect with stylists and really give that positive motivation is unmatched it's you are just a ball of energy and it's so fun to always watch and i just think that one you're incredible and two how did it really come to be with the passion of, of teaching? When did that kind of bubble up for you? It probably happened when my father took me to my first hair show while I was in beauty school. And this was back in 1976. You probably were not born, Amber. Close, but, close. <laughs> <laughs> took me to a show. I was in beauty school. I was probably in beauty school for about three, three months. And uh, he called me up and said, hey, what are you doing on Sunday? I said, dad, I can't afford to do anything. I'm not doing anything. He said, well, I'm going to pick you up early. We're going to go to a hair show. I said, what's that? He said, that's where you go and learn the latest trends and things are, uh, you have uh, uh, people that are platform artists and they teach. I said, great. He goes, well, be ready early. I said, well, what are we going to see? Who are we going to see? He goes, we're going to see Vidal Sassoon. Now, Amber, this was back in 1976 when he first came to the U.S. It was actually Redken that brought him to the U.S. It was Paula Kent Meehan and Bill Peplow. So after that show we went, my father was pretty smart, got there early, we got in line, and we sat in the second row and it put me right in the middle. So I was up close. I gotta tell you, Amber, when those guys started cutting this hair and yeah. melting the hair, I was just like a kid in the candy store. I was on the edge of my seat. And my dad said, sit back, sit back. I said, dad, dad, I wanna do that. He said, what's that? I said, I want to be up there someday. And he said, you know, son, that's all ego and no money. 
prove to me that you can do it with no ego and that you can make some money on it, then go for it. Now, what was great was the fact that seeing that really gave me the desire and my, my, um, my direction changed in terms of where I wanted to go. I thought, okay, I want to be a teacher. So I went back and I was about a month into school going, coming back from that show. And my teacher goes, Hey, what's up, Sam? You know, you're cutting straight lines, your rollers are staying in. And I said, Oh, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be a platform artist. She kind of rolled her eyes because I have to tell you the week before my dad called, she had come over to me. My teacher and said, Sam, your rollers are falling out of the dryer. You better go put them back in. And you might, I might suggest you might consider doing something else. So that was kind of like, whoa, a slap in the face. But I came back with a desire to prove to her and to prove to my dad that I, I could do it. And um, that's where it started. It really started there. But I really believe where it really clicked in for me was when I did my very first presentation. It was about really being who you are and what got you there. That was one huge learning curve that I had. And then another learning curve that I had was uh, something my dad shared with me, which was if you can help people get what they want, you will get what you want, which is, you know, being a teacher, it's about making things so simple that people can understand it, that they get it. So that was important to me. But I really believe that my learning and teaching skills really developed and really kind of skyrocketed when I got to Redken because Redken basically introduced uh, learner-based learner-focused education to me, which was making me understand it wasn't about me. It was about the people that were sitting there watching me. So that was really the turning point, you know, in terms of my educational career. And my goal now is just, you know, I'm not, um, over the 40 years that I've been in the industry, and that's right, 40 years, started when I was one. That's <laughs> But over the years, so many people have shared so many things with me. And I just choose to pay it forward. I'm not a rock star. I'm not a genius. I'm not an inventor. I'm not a visionary. You know, I'm proud to say that I'm a hairdresser who chooses to be a teacher. And when I say a teacher, teachers are leaders. And my whole thing is take something that I see and make it simple and share it. And that's my, been my goal, my passion. You know, like I said, I'm not an inventor. You know, some people go, did you invent that? No, I didn't. I saw it. You know, I, I, I choose to share it with you. They go, well, you know what? I've seen it before, Sam, but the way you taught it made it so simple. And that's my goal. That's my objective as an educator and as a teacher is to help hairdressers be better hairdressers, period, end of story. Never asked to be an artistic director or anything like that. You know, I just basically, a lot of people say, how'd you get where you're at? It's basically, you know, uh, helping people. And not only that, if you do that, then the people push you to the top. And I really believe that's what's happened in my career. I've been very fortunate, very, very fortunate. Well, you and who you are and how you communicate, it translates so organically and effortlessly and that you have this beautiful mission that I'm so glad to be sitting on this side of it watching you continue to lead others and have me right there along with you too i think it's fantastic well i'm not going to go anywhere because a lot of people have said well god now you won the lifetime achievement award you know are you getting ready to retire it's like no 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 you know i've got so many years i've got you know lots of years left in me and i'm going to continue i you know amber i think in this industry you don't retire you know i don't you know you, you just the industry keeps us young it makes us think young and uh, it's fun. It's, I don't call it work. I call it play, really. 
I couldn't agree with you more. I go to the salon every day to lead my team and it's not work. It's never work. It's so work you dread going to do. Like work is mopping the floor at home. I'm excited to get out behind the chair and be with my team too. And, and, and you're right. It, if you have the energy for it, it, it'll, you'll keep wanting to be part of this business. It's so infectious that way. So true. So true. So I want to ask you, because we are, and I mean, everyone's been talking about the unprecedented times that we're in and, you know, and keeping that positive kind of upbeat in this really intense environment that we're in. What are some of the changes for you as an educator and as a sharer of knowledge and passion for our industry pre and then now post this year? What have been some of the struggles that you've had to overcome and persevere through? Well, I think when everything kind of came to a stop, let's call it, it was really a, a moment of, okay, this will pass, you know, we'll get through it and we'll get back to the normal. But a lot of people talk about the, it's the abnormal or a lot of people talk about pivot or shift or those kinds of things. But I really think that what's important to understand is there's a lot of uh, learning and opportunities that can happen. And one of the things that I made a decision on is this is an opportunity for me to uh, make, to change in the way that I teach. It's a great opportunity to discover, you know, it's a great opportunity to discover. So I've been doing a lot of research, been extremely busy. Matter of fact, it seems like I'm busier now than when I was traveling every weekend. But if there's a lot going on, it's because, you know, you can do three or four lives in one day. So it's, it's a busy day. But the opportunities that are there and the discoveries that we have uh, can really, really create that positive kind of light on the other side. So my, my objective was I sat down with the family and just said, okay, so let's figure this out. You know, financially, you know, my wife is the is the bookkeeper and said, you know, where are we? Are we good? And she said, we can survive. It's not a problem. I said, okay, great. Good job. So, uh, but let's take a look at some things. And uh, like a lot of things you need to take a look at, like us as parents, you know, uh, uh, changing it, change myself as a parent, you know, really discover myself as a father, really discover myself and reinvent myself as a teacher. Um, really get my hands to do things in a different way, get my mind to think in a different way, and get my voice to kind of connect in a different way. So these are the things that I've been focusing on. And prior to this, I had no clue that I was going to do any of that. My prior to this was basically staying on the schedule and doing the same thing that I've always done. But along the journey, I've always done a lot of research. I find now in this time, I've had a lot of time to really get immersed in, in a lot of different things and not only hair. So the idea, once again, I think this is a great time for people to just pause, push your pause button and take a deep breath and realize that the world's not going to end. You know, things are still going to exist, but it maybe it was just that we need to embrace change and we need to discover what's that change going to be for me that keeps the passion still, and what's that change going to be for the people that, that I choose to surround myself with. So, you know, how are we going to continue to connect with each other? I think is so important. So I really believe that education is so, so important now. And what's so great, Amber, is the fact that so many people jumped on it, you know, with this online education, but it's a different environment 
in terms of learning. It's different environment than when we're back and we will do the shows, but maybe it's going to be different in the way that they're done. Maybe it's going to be different in the way that, uh, in terms of how many are out there. But I think you're going to have two great resources to look at in the future in terms of education. It's going to be online and it's going to be um, live, going to getting them in an actual vehicle or transporting yourself to a, a real show where you can interact. So I want people to understand that, you know, with what you're experiencing with online education, you're probably thinking, oh, wow, I don't need to go to shows anymore. Wow, I don't need to. I think that we still need to do that. Get out and about, reconnect with each other because that connection is what really can create growth. And I was doing a show with um, Michael Cole and we probably had about 150 people in the class. And this one girl in the back kept asking a lot of good questions. And then we got to the end and we were debriefing the room and she said, you know, what would you do if you're the only one from your salon of 15 people that comes to this class and I pay for my classes and I go to education all the time and then when I get back to the salon, people want to know, what'd you learn? What'd you learn? Share with me what you learned. And she said, you know, I'm kind of like getting tired of that because I'm the one paying for the class. So I, I said to her, okay, you know, let me just share with you. Number one, going back and sharing what you learned really anchors the learning that you had. So you're getting an opportunity to share it, but you're getting a way to, to share it in your way and make it your own. So that's opportunity number one. Opportunity number two is this is I'm gonna be point blank honest with you. And I told her, you're in the wrong salon. You need to rethink about where you're at because you're not surrounding with your, yourself with the people that really think or believe or have the same culture or passion for the industry that you have. So I, I asked, how many salon owners are here? And the salon owners raised their hand. I said, you see these salon owners here? I, I'd hire you. I guarantee you before you leave this room, you're gonna have job offers. And sure enough, she came back up to me and said, hello, she was one of the last to leave. She said, you were right. I've had four job offers from four salons. I said, now I want you to think about something that would never have happened had you not come to this class, but you were meant to be here. So I'm, the reason I'm saying this to all of your, your listeners and your community is really realize that the world is changing and we need to embrace change. And just as the seasons change outside, we need to change with the seasons. So I think this is something that's just creating a newness and discoveries and opportunities. And I've really embraced it and really tried to keep it on the positive. Yet there's been times when it's like, you know, you're just faced with this wall. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, what's happening? But what are you gonna do? It, it's you, I mean, Tomorrow's another day, and you all know that. Tomorrow's another today is today, and I can't do anything about yesterday. I can only do any, something about now. And I'm happy to be with you now and sharing what I'm sharing with you. Oh, wow. I'm so happy. I'm so beyond happy to hear these <laughs> amazing positive words. And it's just something that speaks to who I am as well. And, and I just want to gravitate and continue to push out connect with those positive ideas and then share that out with the rest of the community. And, and I think it's fantastic. It's wonderful. Well, if you don't know that you're already doing it now, based upon maybe one little thing that started this for you, you felt a desire, you felt something there, something touched you. And so you're doing that now, my dear, and I encourage you to keep doing it. Don't stop. No matter what anybody says, like, you don't know how many times I've been stabbed in the back or how many things are, you know, the, the negative posts. 
But those are just their opinions. You know, I know deep inside who I am. I know deep inside what I stand for. I know deep inside what I believe. And that's all that really matters. Fantastic. Sometimes we all need to hear a little bit of that. That's for sure. Because it, <laughs> it gets daunting. Like you said, you hit the wall and it is hard. Some days it is hard to kind of drag yourself and be like, okay, we've got this. What, when you get up in the morning, what is the one thing that you do that you just, you rise and shine and you're like ready to go? What do you have to do to know that you're going to make the best that you can out of this day? Well, I look for something. What's the first thing I see? I ask myself that. What's the first thing I smell? And then what do I taste? What do I, what do I taste? Is it a memory of last night I had something to eat or is it mm -hmm. that morning taste? You know what I mean? But then what I do is I'll, you know, and this is, this is a ritual. I'll spend at least 30 minutes to 45 minutes on social. Yeah. And that was, you know, people go, Sam, how did you get where you're at with social? First of all, it's, it's a commitment and it's consistency. So my alarm used to go off at 7 a.m. Now it goes off at 6 a.m. So that I can take care of those things I need to do. So this is what I mean by uh, commitment. But that's basically how my day starts. And then I go to my yoga. And I'll do 17 minutes of yoga. It's just 17 minutes. of just simple, simple yoga. But it really grounds me. It gets my mind in the right place. And then, you know, it's either I go, go to family or I'm in the studio or in the office here at home and I'm shooting, you know, so, or I'm answering emails, but I mean, like I said, every day is a busy day, but I believe I'm a morning person, Amber. I'm up early. I'm like, my wife thinks, God, you're crazy. I can, I get by on five, six hours of sleep. I really believe sleeping is a waste of time. And excuse me if that just bothered people when I said that, but I really believe sleeping is a waste of time, even though the, the, the health world might say you're crazy or you need X amount of hours. But I love mornings because it's quiet, you know, and I've got, I'm by myself and I can really uh, put my mind in a place where it needs to be. I mean, you know, I got a committee that talks to me inside my head, you know, and I try to control that committee and it's not easy. <laughs> But that's how I start my, that's pretty much how I start my morning. <laughs> Everything that you're saying, like, uh-huh, I know. I yep, right? I got that. Yep. I have one of those in my head too. Yep. And for me, it's I put the earbuds on and I go run seven miles. And it's the only time that I have quiet in my head, you know. And but us uh, full of energy people, we sleep is a waste of time. I'm right with you. <laughs> Maybe not so good for the bags under my eyes, but I get a lot done. <laughs> yes, so true. So I want to ask you, what is the next thing you said? Obviously, retirement off the table, too much energy for that, too much to give to your family, the business you've built. But what is the next step for you? What do you want to, what's your goal? Uh, my goal is to, you know, I, I, we're in such a good place right now. I mean, and people are going, what? But <laughs> I really believe we're in such a good place because it's changing. The industry is changing. So for me right now, I'm excited about finding out what are the, what are these changes and what's, how is it going to work and how are we all going to play in the sandbox together? Mm -hmm. You know, my real hope on this whole thing is that, you know, there is no, uh, that you're, we're all one. We all become one, meaning that salon owners get along with their, their staff, whether you're commission or rental or, you know, whatever it is, suite, whatever it is, session stylists, uh, platform artists, teachers, that we all, you know, respect and understand each other. 
I think it's so important that you respect yourself and we respect each other. And you know, my goal is basically is to continue to get that message out there, continue to be a voice in the industry that promotes the change that's taking place and, and be a voice that complements that change and, and creates um, uh, a direction for people, if you will, that creates the connections for people. So it's going to be focused on education. It's going to be focused on, you know, the, the idea, like I'm really discovered a different way to teach. I got to share it with you, you oh, know, yeah. or voice yeah. right now, but I'm really like finding out different ways. Like, so you know how we do our haircuts step by step. And right now I'm working with a lot of mannequins because my wife is uh, medically, medically compromised. So we got to be really careful who comes in the house. So what I've been doing, check this out. I mean, I'm holding up guys, a mannequin, that's been the nape area is the only place that she has the hair because this was step one. So what I'm doing is I'm recycling mannequins and I'm saying, okay, let's take step one. We elevate it vertically. We cut to the shape of the head and I'll do it like this so they can really see and stay focused just on this step. Then I'll grab another mannequin. I'll say, okay, now let's do it on a full head. So it's trying to get, break things down a little bit more simple. So this is just a great discovery. Like, see, this is step one. Now this, and what I'm showing her guys, I'm showing her the section of a mannequin and how I've taken these guys and just kind of taken the hair off in areas. That's step two. So there's step one. See, that's the blue step one. Now the green, that's step two. So imagine that sitting over this and then the top was step three. So in other words, what I'm trying to say here, I know you can't see me guys, but what I'm trying to say here is, see, there's discoveries and I keep coming back to that word. And I think that that's the focus, where the focus needs to be is discover the positivity. There's positivity out there. Discover the things that are gonna enhance you as a person. Discover the things that are gonna help you connect with people in a different way. So that's my focus, you know, I'm not gonna go anywhere. I'm gonna to continue to do the things that I'm doing and even do more on the both sides of, law, uh, of uh, online and virtual and on the side of when the shows come back. You keep it coming because I've had the pleasure to not only see some of the lives that you've been doing to see the beauty connect that oh, yes. you were just, that you just see with salon centric. And then also, um, gosh, oh, you did uh, the telethon, right? That as yes. well during shutdown. So all these really great connective moments, these great, like you said, out of the box, changing that thinking, bringing new education to the table. Keep it coming because we all want to see it. So I well, love you know, it. It was interesting because when the, I, I believe I, this was March and my next event was the Amer was a, a class and then that got canceled. It was an insulon and then the ABS show got canceled. Yeah. So I told my team, I said, the show must go on. And they're like, well, what do you mean? The show must go on. I said, we're going to do, we're going to do the show. We're going to do it. But what we did before that was when COVID hit, it was all these people, all I could see was just colleagues, you know, Sam, help. Sam, I'm gonna be closing my salon. Sam, I, I, I don't know if I can feed my family. So I saw the Professional Beauty Association had something where they were collecting donations. Mm -hmm. So my, we reached out to them and said, listen, we're gonna do this social-a-thon, like a Jerry Lewis telethon, okay? And my team's like, what are you talking about? I said, remember Jerry Lewis would raise money for muscular dystrophy and he'd have, he'd have guests and he'd be talking and this. I said, we're going to do something like that. And it was called Socialathon. And basically it was amazing, Amber, because everybody I reached out to, 
you know, these names, Anthony Moscolo and uh, Robert Labetta and Antoinette Benders and Vivian McKinder and Candy Shaw. Everybody, I said, hey, I have this idea. I'm going to do social thought. Would you be interested in doing it with me? You'd be doing a 30-minute segment and be doing some hair and do some mannequins or whatever you want to do. And everybody said yes. And we were so proud how much money we raised for that. Then after that, it was the show must go on. I told the team, the show goes on. So what we're going to do once a month, this show, and it's basically going to be the the art team, and we're going to have some guests filtered in through that. So that's where, you know, this whole thing was about, like, we can do this live. We can figure out a way to do this. So then we went to, you know, the whole um, Black Lives Matter. We went to the fabric of change. And we really opened up our platform and became much more inclusive, which is something that we, speaking for me and the brand, that we need to continue to work on is opening up that platform and becoming more inclusive. So I see that's where, you know, those were things that we discovered in terms of these live events and making them happen. Let's help people. You know, this isn't about me making money. So it's like, like I said, if I can help people get what they want, I'll get what I want. You know, the money is secondary. You know, when you, as a teacher, people go, what's your greatest thing, Sam, is your gratification of being a teacher and educator? When somebody comes up to me and says, Sam, you've helped me make more money last year. I said, how? Oh, there was this one haircut I learned from you. And I did that haircut and people kept requesting. They saw somebody that they kept requesting. I want that haircut. I go, oh my gosh, that's great. You see, that's the gratification. You can't pay me enough money for someone sharing that. So, yeah, you know, it's going to be all about education. It's going to be about discovering new things. And obviously, we've got some new tools coming out that we're excited about. So it's all about continuing to help grow the hairdresser. We welcome every step of it. That's for sure. Speaking from the industry side of things, we welcome it because it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Well, I have seven quick questions that I want to ask about you. Are you ready? I am ready. <laughs> I promise no curveballs. It's all good stuff. I am just excited to get to ask a few questions about you. Okay. Okay. So one thing you have to do every day to feel complete. One thing I have to do every day to feel, tell my wife that I love her and my son that I love him. Perfect. I love that. <laughs> um, what is currently inspiring you? And then we touched a little bit on like education and stuff like that, but is there anything that you're doing either in your own private or with your team that's truly inspiring you and fulfilling you? This is going to sound weird. Mannequins. It's awesome. Mannequins. I've got to tell you, the mannequins are really inspiring me. You know, you do something, you're going, oh, well, let's try this. Oh, wow, look at that. <laughs> but the mannequins. I love it. Inspiration right now. <laughs> and I really think the the mannequins with it broken down with the color blocking and yes. step by step, watching you do that, uh, what was like two weeks ago on the yes. event, I was blown away. I'm like, it's so simple. It's genius. <laughs> so keep it up. Those mannequins are doing something good. That's for sure. <laughs> well, thank you for that. <laughs> um, what's one indulgent thing that you love? Oh my gosh. it's. It, it's this is another maybe another strange one, but I got it. my wife made some yesterday. Hatch green chili, oh. which is a New Mexico green chili, and it's called Hatch green chili, and it comes from Hatch, New Mexico. So my wife, there's one store she found that I'm I'm from New Mexico. I was born there. So my wife found a store. She walked in and she saw the like bundles of Hatch. She bought it all. 
So every year she goes to the store and they go, here comes that lady. And sure enough, she buys the whole batch of hatch chili and then she freezes it for all year, all year long. But hatch green chili. That's oh, right. I, I'm right there with you. I love, I'm, I'm, we're neighbors. I'm over in Arizona and we get a lot of hatch that comes yes. over and they are so good. Aren't they good? I mean, that flavor, you just can't miss on that flavor. You can really smell can. it a room or two away. Really? Well, next time you guys are cooking, let me know. Okay. All right. <laughs> Send you some. Yes, perfect. Um, what is one old piece of tech that you miss because new tech replaced it? And I only ask this question because wow. I love that you are always thinking forward, 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 and our industry needs that and the way that we change our thinking needs it. But what is some bit of nostalgia that you miss in terms of tech that isn't around because something new has replaced it? Ooh. Well, it's making a comeback. I would say perms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, perms. I'm seeing perms more now. And guess what, guys? Be ready. Because why, Sam? Why perms? Because people are embracing their natural texture. We've been into this organic, lived-in kind of feel. And you're going to see that happen, especially with what's happening now. People aren't going to work. They're at home or they've been at home, but now they're starting to go back at work. But when they were at home, they're probably discovering, wow, I didn't shampoo my, wow, look at my hair, wow. So that's why you're seeing a lot of these layers now in hair. So I think you're gonna really start to see that in regards to that. But uh, yeah, perms, I think perms are, wow. And I remember stack perms. I don't know if you were around oh, then. I do, we were yeah. using straws to stack them out. And I saw a picture of one most recently. And you should have seen the comments on, on it was, what's that? What are you doing? You know, but, just oh like, my gosh. Yeah. Perms. It looks like perms. a walking like head sheet, you know, it's like right? expansion of like, you know, your perfect, like Sassoon graduation, just like walking. That's correct. <laughs> yeah. A pyramid, a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the best takeout that you've had in 2020? Oh, wow. The best takeout. Since we've all been kind of, you know, limited to either cooking ourselves or snagging takeout, anything extra good that you had? Wow. That's a great question because obviously we've been doing, we do, a, we'll do some takeout. Wow. I'm kind of stumped on that because I like everything. <laughs> <laughs> anything extra. Okay. I know. I know. I was doing a class in Tampa, in Tampa. And I was a bit like, this was the one and only one that I did. And they had take takeout and they brought in the best hot dogs. Really? Oh yeah. The best. And they were like from a special place. This lady, that's all she would make is these hot dogs. And I can't think of the name of the place, but that was, that was like, wow, this is a hot dog. <laughs> it was so good. So, that's so awesome. good. That's yeah. awesome. Another odd one for you. Hot dog. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like interesting questions, as you can tell. <laughs> I love it. Spare the moment. I was not ready for this. <laughs> um, maybe that was the curveball. All right, I did give you a curveball. <laughs> it's all um, good. Andy. Are you a list checker, or are you kind of like fly by the seat of your pants? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm a list checker. I got my to-do list. I, you know, Matter of fact, the team, they make fun of me. They really make fun of me. And the re this is my calendar here. And they oh, just, I love it. They just I make fun it. of me. They're like, Sam, 
well, let's schedule our next meeting. I'll go, okay, I got this day, day this day, this and ready. They go, hold on, hold on. They go, how do you know so quick what's available? I go, because I'm paper. I got it right in front of me. You guys are scrolling and trying to look and doing all this. I said, but I'm a paper guy when it comes to my calendar. <laughs> I am right with you. And then Amber, I have a to-do list. I have a to-do list. And they're like, God, why do you write that down? On I said, because if I write it down, I'm going to remember it. You know, and then if I visually cross it off, that's an accomplishment, you know? So yeah, I'm a paper guy to do list. I'm not a, I don't fly from the seat of my pants. I've learned the hard way not to fly from the seat of my plant pants. You know, mm -hmm. it's all about if I don't care if I've done a, a haircut five times and I'm going to go do it on the stage. Yeah, I've got it down, but I will rethink it, react it out or something, but mm -hmm. I'm a planner and a doer and a list guy for sure. I love it. <laughs> Right there with you, <laughs> right there with you. <laughs> well, I, my last question is, I know that you, you know, we talked about what's next, but what is your hope for yourself for next year as we're winding down 2020 and into 2021? What is your hope for you for 2021? My hope for 2021 is that we find some um, r really sense of normalcy, you know, what's going to happen, where, where, you know, and I think that that's not even going to happen in 2021, maybe mid or late 2021. But I'm just really, I'm excited to get back out. You know, like my wife asked me, do you miss an airplane? I go, I like being at home and I love being home more. But yeah, I miss getting on a plane. I'm a kind of a guy that I just can't sit still. I'm always got to find myself doing something. So I think 2021 is going to be a, a great year in regards to finding out where do we find ourselves? Where's that normal going to be? That kind of thing. So I'm actually looking forward to it. It's good. I, I mean, like everybody, I can't wait for 2020 to end. I'm actually excited about Christmas. I'm a big Christmas fan. So I'm very excited about that. But I, I really believe that 2021 is going to be a good year and I'm looking forward to it. Well, I'm so excited to see what next year brings for you and for our industry and for, you know, the community that we're a part of. And it's going to hopefully send out all of that love and positivity and it's going to be good. So, well, I am so grateful that you took the time to sit with me today and share. And I don't have anything else to say other than I'm just so grateful for you and what you bring to our industry at each and everything that you do. Thank you so well, much. Thank you, Amber, my pleasure. And I just wanna leave everyone with this is, you know, I, there, there was this guy that's walking on this beach, just a quick little story. Mm -hmm. and, and this guy on this beach was throwing these things back in the ocean. And he, you, the a person from a distance saw him. And the person in the distance was a local guy and he could see this guy throwing this stuff back into the ocean. He goes, oh, that's got to be some tourist. So he kept walking closer. As he got closer to him, he could see that he was throwing starfish back into the ocean. And these starfish were washing up on the shore. And he said that, um, sir, why are you doing that? You can see there's thousands. They do this every year. They come up on the shore. And he goes, you, you know, you're, you're, not, you're not helping them. You know, you're, this is where they go. He picks up one. And he threw it back in. He said, well, I made a difference on that one. So the point of what I'm trying to say, guys, is this, is that everybody, it makes a difference. You have an opportunity to make a difference, whether it be with yourself, whether it be with your family, whether it be with your colleagues, whether it be with your guests, your clients. But the difference that I'm going to ask you is ask yourself, 
what difference do you choose to make? You know, what difference do you choose to make in 2021? I think this is a great opportunity for us to relook deep inside of ourselves and then come out of this on the other side as an even better human being and a more positive human being. And I think that's so important. And I really want the industry to remember that there's plenty out there for everybody. This is about artists supporting artists, brands supporting brands, salons supporting salons. There's plenty out there for everyone. It's just up to you to go out and get it. And nobody's going to hand it to you. So, you know, success is like chasing a butterfly. The more you chase it, the more it eludes you. Yet if we focus on the task at hand, success will land softly on your shoulder. That's so awesome. You're incredible. Absolutely. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, I wish you the best end to 2020. And I'm so excited to see what you have in store for us all. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you. My pleasure. And please keep doing what you're doing.